0: Hi, everyone. This is David Cohen, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Brad Feld. Hey, Brad. And this is the Give First podcast. In the startup world, Give First means simply trying to help anyone, especially entrepreneurs, without any expectation of getting anything back. So we'll be talking to mentors and founders about what Give First looks like in action and how it makes great entrepreneurship possible. We polled everyone and they said consistently that their favorite part of the show was the legal mumbo jumbo. So here it is. The following discussion is an expression of personal opinion and does not represent the opinion of Techstars or any company we discuss. Our conversations for informational purposes only, including any mention of securities or funds. This is not legal business investment or tax advice and is not intended for use by any investor. Certain of Techstars funds own or may own in the future securities and some of the companies discussed in this podcast.
1: Got it? Today's guest on the Give First podcast is a dear friend, Katie Ray, who has been one of the early MDs at Techstars, but really was involved and supportive of Techstars even before she jumped in and today is doing some amazing stuff with my alma mater, MIT. Let's just get started, Katie, with a short intro. Just give us uh, you know, a minute or two on what you're doing today.
2: I run this organization, venture capital fund called The Engine. And we are going after what we think of as the world's biggest problems that could be addressed with breakthrough technology. So things coming out of the labs of the likes of MIT or Harvard or Tufts or BU or Many other places in the country that are going after things like how do we truly reverse climate change? What are the big technologies that can become foundational to our economy and the world's economy that could bend the arc or things in the future of human health or agriculture or all the infrastructure that connects the world? So these are the types of technologies and problems that we're going after. And we are extremely ambitious. These are big swings at big problems. Things like, could we really commercialize fusion? Could we really create cells that would be replacements for body parts that were diseased? These are the holy grails of what technology will do. And we back these companies from the beginning. We back these founders. And these are people on a mission to do that. They're deeply entrenched in the technology, and they're going to lead their company through bringing that to market. I truly, Brad, think of myself as one of the luckiest people in the world because I get to work with committed, smart ethical, driven groups of people coming out, many out of MIT, but also out of other universities. My job is to invest in them, but really to be their partner in buoying them when they're confused or suggesting different paths or introducing them to people or cheerleading when I need to and blocking and tackling to get things out of their way that are impediments to their ultimate progress. That's my job.
1: A lot of people call the domain you play in by one of two phrases, deep tech or frontier tech. You actually coined a different phrase for it, and I'd love to hear both your definition of the phrase and how you think about it relative to what y'all are doing at The Engine.
2: We call it tough tech. And we have really two different meanings for that. One is a reference to what people think of as deep tech or frontier tech, which is that there's real IP here, right? There's real intellectual property or breakthrough. That's important, but not enough for us. The other reason we call it tough is that it's approaching and going after tough problems, things that will benefit our society, things that should have a lasting effect if we get it right. And some of these things are gnarly and hard to do. We want people with grit. We want people with perseverance that are going to go after this. But we also want companies that persevere. These aren't quick flips. So when we think about what is tough tech, it's the convergence of breakthrough technology and leadership. You have to have the humans at the center of this. Who else is going to do it? Tech for tech's sake. Who cares? We want people that are tough enough to attack and go after these big problems and therefore opportunities. So that's how we think about it and why we coined it that way. And these are both technological and
1: social problems. Let's travel back in time a little and talk about your path to becoming an MD at Techstars. Maybe give a little a story of what you were doing before, how your initial overlap with Techstars happened, and then where that led to and how you ended up being an MD.
2: Basically, for almost my entire career, I have worked with entrepreneurs. I was married to an entrepreneur for many years. So I've been around, how do you form companies? What do you do? All that ideation, getting things started. Then in 2007, seven eight, I met you, Brad, at Microsoft for one of these high potential leadership programs. You were just so generous. And I was like, wow, what is that dude doing? Who is he? And Oh, he's a venture capitalist, of course. And we talked about Techstars and Techstars Boston, which was just starting to get rolling 2008, 2009. And I said, we'd be happy to host Demo Day. And so at Microsoft, we ended up hosting, I think, the first Demo Day or the second Demo Day and getting to know the Techstars team. And then in 2009, early 2010, I rolled out of Techstars. And I I know I contacted you. I was doing angel forum and stuff like that. I started angel investing. I actually worked with Laura Finton, which was one of the first Techstars entrepreneurs, really just helping her. And I asked you, like, how do you get into this business? And you said to me, you want to come think about running Techstars. And then you introduced me to Bill Warner. And it all rolled from there. Then David Cohen, and of course, David Tish then because New York had just started. And it just happened very organically, I think. And I think you wrote my first LP check into my first Techstars Boston fund, as did Bill Warner and a number of others, Walt Winchell, all people I think the Techstars family know and love. And it just started going from there. And then I think I led five sessions in Boston and mentored on another three and had a blast and learned so much about really betting on people. Just if I can extend a little bit, Bill Warner, when he wrote me the check, said one thing. He said, Katie, I don't care what anybody else thinks. If you're going to be a great investor, you've got to listen to what Katie Ray thinks. That has really stuck with me. I know you said very similar things to me, Brad, but I think that was the beauty of Techstars is I got to find out in very rapid succession, a hundred companies and looking at thousands and thousands of applications, what I cared about, who I wanted to back, what got me thinking this could be big or important or whatever other characteristics. And I think that was a beautiful opportunity and a lot comes back to you, Brad, for opening that up. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. Stay in this time period, maybe just before the Techstars MD experience when you jumped in to run the Boston program, and think about a key mentor of yours in that phase prior that really had an impact on you. Maybe talk about that person. Bill Warner would be a good example of somebody I've learned a ton from, but maybe just slightly before that, even when you were at Microsoft.
2: Actually, one really interesting thing happened. So I just started telling people, hey, I'm going to angel invest. And a good friend of mine, Peter Blacklow, said, you got to meet my friend, Nicole Stata. You guys are talking about the same thing. And you don't know each other. We're both living in Boston. So Nicole and I started just meeting. We started doing Open Angel Forum together. We started just exchanging ideas and really supporting one another. So it was pure mentoring. That has blossomed into one of my best friends. Nicole runs Boston Seed that has done phenomenally well. And of course, I've gone on to do other things as well. But I would say Nicole's encouragement our many conversations about what makes a great investment. And looking at deals together was so important to me and really bolstered my confidence I could do it. I would point to that as pre-bill, pre-you in angel investing.
1: Let's get two ends of the spectrum, Boston startup community at that moment in time and the Boston startup community today. Maybe a little bit about how you've seen it evolve.
2: The Boston Tech VC community, I think, was at a pretty low moment. There was a lot of what I'll call California reaching, like, oh, if we're ever going to make it, we have to go to California. And a lot of turning away from deep tech, which is our roots, right? That's the biotech, the roots of the computer, Raytheon. There's all this stuff that's happened here, really coming out of MIT, that we started to turn away from. There was a lot of chasing of tech-enabled, a lot of money flowing in California. We were coming out of pretty big economic downturn 2008-2009. But we were down on ourselves and not reaching big. And I think Techstars kind of played this beautiful role of pulling everyone together again and saying, this is an incredible place and let's just support each other in a community. We can go deeper into what that meant at the time, but it was the crossroads. We were in a building that Microsoft hosted us in, really, like it it does come back to Microsoft. They hosted us for almost zero dollars in a building in Kendall Square with something called Dog Patch Labs, which had spun out of Polaris. So Techstars and Dog Patch were together in this kind of crazy open forum. And we invited everyone there. Come see us. Come meet the company. Come see how exciting this is. Come play a big game of ping pong, whatever it was. So people started really flowing through and coming to meet people. And seeing each other and having fun again and having conversations and mentoring and really giving back. You were at some of those, Brad, always with an awesome sweater on and just really ringing that importance of, guys, if it's all about you and your returns and this kind of selfish attitude, it's hard to create a vibrant community. And I think people started doing a lot more mentoring. Mass challenge got started at that time, which has been this awesome program as well. So again, a lot more giving back, giving to early stage entrepreneurs, understanding that's like our lifeblood and how the economy developed. So I think that started going. And then certainly the last few years, I think have been incredible of what's happened here, not only just in biotech, but in a lot of our companies like Toast is going to IPO, Flywire's IPO, and you're seeing all these tech IPOs coming or SPACs, whatever form they're going to go out in. You've seen an incredible portfolio of tech stars like PillPack got sold for a lot of money, a lot of great things happening. And a lot of confidence also now in this like resurgence of what I'll call tough tech, or deep tech or reversal of climate change. We all know that these kind of breakthrough technologies matter in those spaces. It can't just be software. And so I think Boston is poised in this moment. Why did Breakthrough Energy, Bill Gates fund, headquarter in Boston? For exactly the reason I'm here. This is where it's at for these kind of technologies. It's not the only place. But it is an epicenter. And so we see a lot of excitement because of that.
1: How did your link to MIT come about?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> so when Reed left Microsoft and started angel investing, I actually taught a class with Reed and Tim Berners-Lee. It was cross-linked between CSAIL and the business school. I did a ton of mentoring of different students through Bill Olette and the trust center there. So that had all been happening in the background. And meanwhile, I'd invested in a lot of MIT companies already. But the reason that I'm at the engine is I'd raised a fund called Project 11, and I was going out to raise fund two. And I called my friend, David Fialco, who runs General Catalyst. And I said, David, I'm raising fund two. You're a great fundraiser. How do I think about this and become a better fundraiser? And he goes, Katie, you're not raising fund two. And I was like, what are you talking about, David? I have crawled along the bottom of the earth. I am so raising fun too. And he said, <laughs> MIT is about to do the most incredible thing and you are the perfect person for it. You've got to come meet these guys. And so that was Raphael Reif, who's the president, Israel Rees, who is the EVPT and a bunch of others. And it was literally as simple as that. And in about a month's time period, we were all decided, holy smokes, let's do this together. The rest is kind of history. So that was a little over four years ago.
1: You mentioned Reed. Just riff on Reed a little bit. Y'all have a pretty special business relationship that I've gotten to be involved in, seen, participated with for a while. Maybe just say a little more about him and how that relationship works. Reed Sturtevant, who's
2: been my business partner for 16 and a half years. I count it because my daughter is 16 and a half. And I basically started working with Reed about three months after she was born. Reed is a very special human being. We could not be more different in how we think or act. He's a gentle soul. He has a memory a mile long for every technology that's ever been done, every company that's ever been done. He's deeply curious about the world and what might work or not. He went to college at 15. He's like one of those kids. And I think he did a year at community college because his parents thought it was totally nuts to send him to MIT at 15. So ended up at MIT at 16, dropped out, I think, by 19, never graduated. Everybody always says we're opposites, but we can complete each other's sentences. I think I almost always know what he's thinking and he almost always knows what I'm thinking. And often it's quite different and we've got to fight it out. And I say fight in light words. We can talk through an issue in 10 seconds that would probably take me with somebody else two hours, but we've had so many conversations now. So we did a startup together. We were at Microsoft together. We were at Techstars together. We were at Project 11 together. And now we're at The Engine together. And he's just one of the most important people in my life.
1: For future Give First listeners, I'll make sure we get Reed in the mix on a future podcast and uh, see where it goes. Last question before we get to our ending session of Give First. What's the wildest thing you're working on at my tangent? Listen, for most investors,
2: I got a lot of very far-reaching projects. A lot of investors have one in their portfolio. I basically have a portfolio of them. I'll give you one that I think is very early. But if it works, it will be so freaking cool. There's a company called Quaze, Q-U-A-I-S-E, and run by a guy called Carlos Araki, who's an MIT grad, incredible human being. He has a technology that I jokingly say, oh, yeah, we're just going to drill to the center of the earth. But it is a deep geothermal company. So this is something that will have to board a long way through very tough rock to get to deep geothermal, which is one of, in my mind, two technologies that is truly scalable, grid scalable globally. So deep geothermal and fusion are the two. I'm also in a fusion company that I'd love to talk to you about, but deep geothermal, he is going to prove that we can go down very deep into the earth and generate basically carbon-free electricity forever. And that is one of the holy grails for our energy grid,
1: and uh, I'm uh, super psyched yeah. to work. I used to think of speed Racer. There was some drill that like drilled down deep at the center yes. of the My childhood the cartoons. There are so many good cartoons. <laughs> 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 the evil genius with that drill that just exactly. really well, Let's shift to rapid fire, quick answers, just whatever comes top of your head. But give me more than just the noun. But give me a, give me an explanation. So first, what's your favorite food?
2: Chop salad variety crunchiness healthy
1: what's your favorite place to visit vermont any particular place in vermont south hero vermont on lake champlain well, there we go pretty specific I bet somebody could find that even on google maps what is your favorite band
2: oh my god i feel my children cringing
1: acdc acdc If you want
2: to take me back to my roots, (laughs) ACP, Speedy, Def Leppard, yeah, all those guys. Led Zeppelin. But I would have to say David Bowie, all-time favorite. I saw him in three concerts. I touched his hand when I was 15. If you want to get me nutty, David Bowie.
1: All right. What is your favorite insect? Probably a grasshopper. Have you gotten into eating insects yet?
2: Oh, yeah, Totally. Not my thing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. Last question. Leave us with a book that you've read in the past year that's made an impact on you.
2: I'm a huge audio reader. I probably read 200 books a year.
1: How fast do you read? 2x?
2: I like 1.5. I'm going through a divorce right now. So the wisdom of a broken heart really touched me. If anybody goes through a real breakup, that's a really good one. There is another one that I'm reading right now called Wintering, which is all about how we come back to ourselves through quiet. It's a beautiful book. I bet you would love it.
1: I'm putting Wintering on the list. That one sounds like a winner. Thank you for everything you've done in the world of entrepreneurship. Thank you for all your help along the way with Techstars. And it's great to have you on the Give First podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, Brad. Take care.
0: Thanks a lot for listening to the show today. We'd love to hear your feedback, ideas, or who you'd like to hear next on Give First. And please leave a rating and review, ideally a good one. And reach out anytime to podcasts at techstars.com or on Twitter, I'm at David Cohen. See you next time. Don't forget, Give First.